Welcome back to Overdue. I'm Mrs. Watts, your Annex Librarian. And I'm Coach Hill, your Main Building Librarian. In today's episode, we keep plugging away. Let's talk about some books. Let's do it. I think I'm finally caught up. I've been behind for our first two episodes on my reading, so I feel, you know, Well, better. I said we're plugging away. Yes, so. you did. Um, all right. I've got two books to talk about. I'm going to talk about Punching Bag first. Yeah, because you were reading that one That's first, That's the one right? that yeah. I was finishing. Um, and it was just taking you a while because it was hard to read, right? It was right? hard to read. Just hard topic. I, yeah. Yes. I mean, really... Well, I'll talk about the next one next, but Punching Bag by Rex Ogle. So this is a memoir, um, but it reads like fiction. So I think our students would really, really enjoy it. Um, it's about Rex Ogle and just his his childhood, his um, mom. You're kind of led to believe that she has some kind of mental Deficiency. illness, or um, but then also that she maybe experienced abuse she can't remember it she can't remember like an imbalance anything maybe. yeah so there are like different things going on with his mom um his biological dad is not a huge presence in his life he visits him from time to time but um he does have a stepfather and their relation the his mom and his stepfather have a very abusive relationship and with alcohol also and so his mom it seems like kind of just like wants to be abused in some kind of way and so will tell his stepdad to hit her or do whatever and hmm. um it's just very strange yeah. you know i'm i feel grateful to not have experienced that anything that's such like a that. foreign idea to you so yeah. it is it's strange. Yes. It, yeah. Like you said, it is foreign to me. Um, and so there are times when he steps in to protect his mom and gets beat himself. Or, you know, my favorite moments were when he could hear the fight breaking out and he wanted to protect his younger brother, Ford. Um, and so he would take the blankets or quilts or whatever scarce things they had in their room and create like a fort and put headphones on his brother and their tiny TV he had in his room and just take his brother away from it. Like wanting his brother's experience to not be his own. That those were my favorite moments in this book, just because you can see him protecting him and not allowing, because what, what Rex struggles with is becoming what he's experiencing and he doesn't want to, but he feels the rage within him just taking over at times. So you, you feel that struggle and he does eventually face that and make a decision for his life, which I'm not going to expose here. Cause I want people to read is it, it called punching bag because he feels like a punching bag or is it called punching bag for another reason? No, because he feels like a punching okay. bag. Um, both physically and he just takes and the hit. He takes and, the hits yeah. for himself, for his mom, for his brother. I mean, um, yes, just physically, and I think emotion, emotion, mm-hmm. anything physical like that is emotional mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an incredible book. Um, it would have to be like a, a. I don't even know how to rate that. They rate yeah. differently, and 
as if if I'm reading on how it's written and and readability and everything like that, I mean, it would be a, like a five because mm. you're talking about really, really hard content, really, yeah. really hard things in a way that is so accessible, accessible yeah. to yeah. any reader. Um, but it's an incredible book, and whether you have experienced something like that or not, it's it's an incredible book. Hmm. Um, I found myself at the end, you know, I was looking up Rex Ogle, but I was also looking up his brother, like, and I couldn't find anything really, but I wanted to know what happened to Ford. Hmm. You know, was he able to escape that or, you know, how did that, how did that play out? Yeah. So punching bag Rex Ogle, please come check it out. We yeah. both libraries will have a copy we'll have it, yep. because it's on the VSBA list. And that'll be true with your next one too. Yep. And then, um, so my second book is Disability Visibility by, well, it's edited by Alice Wong, but what it is, is it's 17 first person stories, um, from people who face different disabilities. And it is a quick read because they're all very like two, three page stories of Mm -hmm. their individual experience and kind of what they want others to know about their disability, their experience. And it's a range of disabilities. It's a wide range. Some that I've never heard of, some that you're more familiar with, but just don't see it the same way. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a hard one to talk about because it's not a story. It's just their different experiences, but um, very eye-opening and, um, you know, we live in in a time where it seems really divisive and like, Culturally, it feels like we're against each other a lot. But when you look at some of the historical accounts of how people with disabilities were treated, we've come a long way. And it's exciting to be in a time where we've come a long way and continue to want to bridge the gap. And so it's a really valuable book to read, I feel like. Um, And I hope. You know, I'm I'm anxious for our battle of the books to begin and yeah. students start reading these and for us to be able to have conversations with them. Yeah. They're going to have a completely different perspective on what they for read sure. also. So it'll I'm excited for those conversations. Especially with the nonfiction. Yes. Yeah. And, and I just appreciate that nonfiction has gone from very, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Academic. Academic. Yes. Like from academic writing into more, like we've said, Narrative. Narrative, accessible. It's just more valuable to our kids. Yeah. I mean, to us, just the reader in general. There are more nonfiction on the VSBA list. So I'll be curious if they're also kind of in that narrative. Yes. I know Miss Denton has read one of them already. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll be reading one or two of them for for my share of the books. Right. I'll be curious and hopeful. Yes. That they follow that same narrative. Absolutely. So uh, format. Great, great books. I can see why they were chosen to be on the Volunteer State Book Awards um, list. And so, yeah. Tell me what you've read. So mine is a lot less serious than yours. Which is good. We need some balance. No, it was (laughs) intentional. It would have been a rough episode. I was kind of ready for something. So I read Defy the Night by Bridget Kemmerer. Um, You might know her from A Curse So Dark and Lonely Mm -hmm. and that Curse Breaker series. Um, So this book is, this book takes place um, in the country of Kandala or Kandala. I I was saying Kandala in my head when I was reading. Um, and in this country, the country has been overwhelmed with this, this illness, this fever. Um, and the only way that it seems to kind of remedy that is with this elixir made from, uh, moonflower petals. And so there are certain 
sectors of the area of the country that grow these, these moonflower petals or Mm -hmm. moonflowers. Um, and so they kind of have control over the medicine, so to speak. So this is, this is a high fantasy. It's a fictional world, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, and within that you get the kind of political posturing of the different sectors and, uh, grandstanding maybe, um, you know, you kind of have your elites and everybody else kind of that, kind of that dynamic. Right. Um, and so, so there's two main characters that this story kind of bounces back and forth between one of which is Tessa. Tessa is not one of the elites. She lives out in what's known as the wilds. Um, her parents, uh, were apothecaries and they were helping people by distributing some of this elixir, Mm -hmm. um, in a somewhat illegal way. And so they were eventually killed, uh, by the night's watch. Um, and she was almost taken by the night's watch, but since they've died, she has a partner. His name's Wes Weston. Um, and every night they sneak into the Royal sector, uh, steal some of, some of their moonflower petals, not to sell. So there's kind of like these two kinds of criminals. There's the people like, Tessa and Wes who are stealing, right. but they're not profiting. They're stealing to make medicine and, and distribute it to people. Right. And then there's people that are, that are stealing and smuggling and, and for, for profit. Right. So Tessa's one of the former, her, her and Weston are, are genuinely trying to just help the people that don't have as much. Um, eventually, uh, Weston gets caught. Um, and so Tessa is obvious and, and they don't really know each other's, they wear masks. They don't know each other's kind of real faces or identities. Oh, wow. Um, and so Weston gets caught. And then, so, you know, Tessa's kind of reeling from that. Meanwhile, uh, Corrick, Prince Corrick is the other main character that, that we get the story from. Uh, he is the King's justice for his brother, King Harrison. Um, so he's kind of in charge of the night's watch and all that kind of stuff. And, um, kind of ruling with an iron fist, so to speak, uh, trying to keep everything in order. Meanwhile, recognizing, you know, that the country is suffering and, and trying to figure all that out. He, he does a lot of the political stuff with all the different consoles of the sectors, trying to keep everything smooth and appease everybody and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, you find out that Corrick, you know, maybe doesn't love being in the position of having to, to make examples of, of people and whatnot. Um, and eventually, after Weston gets caught, uh, Tessa, through her job, makes her way into the royal sector and into the castle, into the palace. Uh, and Tessa and Corrick's paths cross okay. uh, because of that. And I think I'll leave it leave it there. Okay. Um, but their paths cross eventually. You know, Corrick kind of representing uh, everything that that Tessa hates about the the elite class. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Tessa kind of. Not a smuggler, but a smuggler esque type of person, right. maybe kind of representing all the things that Corrick is trying to to tamp down right. in the country. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good spot to leave it because otherwise, Definitely. then I start giving away things that are going on. But it it was enjoyable read. It was I I went through it pretty quickly because because mm-hmm. because I wanted to. Right. Um, there is a, a second one coming out, I believe, kind of soon. I think it's called this one was called Defy the Night. And I think it's called Defend the Dawn. I want to say it's um, going to be available in like September. Yeah, I think it's pretty soon. Like, so I'll yeah. read it because I did enjoy this. And mm-hmm. 
you know, this wasn't one where like the book ended and it was like, it left you on that cliffhanger. Like there's certainly more story, but right. and I kind of appreciate that where yeah. like this story wrapped up mostly. That's nice. Which And so there's still stuff to happen, mm-hmm. but, uh, which I feel like that takes a s- kind of skill for you to wrap up the story and still leave people wanting to read the next one right. without it being like something hanging on it. You because know? you could finish There's this skill book. And in you that. could be done with this book. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Finishing right. like that was a cool story. I enjoyed reading it. Right. It's definitely it's it's YA, obviously. Uh it's high fantasy. It was a nice change of pace um from everything that I've been reading lately. Uh, and I enjoyed it a lot. Well, so good. I'm looking forward to Defend the Dawn. Yeah. When that one comes out. Um but I'm gonna change my pace again here, but we'll talk about that after the break and see what we're reading next. So to finish up here, we'll talk about what we're reading next. So I've been reading, as you have, off of the VSBA list because we are coaching our Battle of the Books teams and we want to be familiar with the list, along with Miss Denton. So we've been, we kind of have the list divided up into thirds. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read four or five maybe at this point. Um, and so I'm taking a break from yeah. YA just for a book. Uh, and I'm reading something just a little bit more mature. Um, and that is American Dirt by Janine Cummins. Um I'll talk more about it. Obviously I I've read some of it already. I'm, I'm, I don't know, 150 pages in or so, but I'll, I'll save what's going on for the next episode. I will say though, just kind of leading into that, that there is a little bit of controversy around this book. Um, and I'll elaborate on that in two weeks. Oh man. (laughs) I really thought you were about to talk about it. No, we'll save that. You all, you seem, well, you keep picking books that look interesting to me when we're in the podcast room and I'm looking at it on the table. I'm like, that looks good. Yeah. This is like the third or fourth book. Yeah, I mean, it's got really good reviews. It's yeah. got a, a Kirkus starred review. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is just some controversy well, uh, around really around the author. Okay. Uh, and the story that she has written uh, based on her life. Yeah. Um, and again, I'll, I don't really have a dog in that fight necessarily. Sure. I just know that that exists. Right. Um, well, I'll be curious to hear. Yeah. More about so I'll, it. I'll elaborate on that in our next episode. So what good. do you have? So I am so excited. Um, last year I read a magic steeped in poison by Judy. Eileen, which you loved. I remember. I loved that book. It was so good. Um, and it's basically, it's a high fantasy also. Um, basically this character Ning, she has a skill it's sort of a, a magic around tea and um and so the last book was a journey um i'm not going to that's a that's a long that's longer than i want it to be i just <laughs> caught myself um the last book ended with her healing her sister okay but then you you can tell that she's now got now she's poisoned and so you're wondering okay what's going to happen to her like we've read this you know she's the main character so it's a venom dark and sweet and I have not started the first page, but I am really, really excited. That's cool. I hope. Yes. I hope it's. I hope it lives up to everything you want it Me to be. Me too. Sometimes with sequels, it's iffy. It's true. It's true. But I feel like you're so invested in so many characters mm-hmm. with the other book 
I just, I have high hopes. Yeah. I have high hopes. Good. Yes, it'll be good. Right now, it's time for us to check out. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at BDP underscore library and share us with a friend. Don't forget to check back with us every other Wednesday for the next episode of Overdue. Make time to read. Thanks for listening. Edited, sponsored, and produced by BDP Library at White House High School in White House, Tennessee. Check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at BDP underscore library.